0: What up, what up, what up? This is your boy, Roy, and you are now tuned into Back to Center Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to life, love, and the millennial struggle. Happy self-care Saturday, ladies and gentlemen. And of course, as per usual, we got a lot to talk about, starting off with the Tinder swindler. Obviously, I picked the wrong career choice. We got Farah Abraham of Teen Mom selling literal shit in jars. That's someone who made a different career choice. Alvin Kamara beating the shit out of people in Vegas. Obviously, Vegas is good for nobody crack pipes for equity, and the last topic, the main topic, five reasons why you still suck at dating. Yes, we're covering that once again. So go ahead and pour one up, roll up a libation, pump kick with your boy, because the show starts now. Yo, check this out real quick. First of all, I want to say thank you so much for tuning in, but I also want to let you know there's a new way to support. Feel free to go into the description section of this podcast episode and click the donate button and donate what your heart desires. Thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome. This is your boy Roy, and you are tuned into Back to Center, the only podcast dedicated to life, love, and the millennial struggle. Yo, I love that tagline. That is probably my the favorite, like the best thing I ever ever could have thought of because those are the topics that we talk about. And what better way to to embody that tagline than by today's topic, right? Like it's it's all about love. Valentine's Day is coming up. It's like, what, three days away? Three, four days or so away. And uh, there's a lot of us that don't have anybody for Valentine's, which is makes sense because a lot of us are single nowadays. And that inspired me to want to come back and revisit that topic. But before we get to the main topic, of course, we like to save it for the end. We're going to go ahead and cover a couple of other things, and first one we're going to cover is the Tinder Swindler, because it just fits so well with today's theme anyway. So the Tinder Swindler, this is an old story, um, but Netflix decided to go ahead and make like a documentary. You know, Netflix loves making money out of stories, and rightfully so. I mean, this was one of those stories that deserved to be broadcasted, because I think it was kind of humorous. Now, granted, were people taken advantage of? Yes, you could say that, but... To be quite honest with you, I would like to argue that, say this was a woman that decided to do this, would we get the same reaction like on a, on a global scale? I really don't think so. Because after watching, and for those that don't know, I'll just go ahead and provide the context. The Tinder swindler was the infamous gentleman who was meeting women on Tinder, of course, and he was subsequently getting them to pay him money. And with that money, he was obviously spending it on himself. But he would also use the items and the trinkets given to him to go ahead and go on dates with other women. So he was like recycling and repurposing these gifts, which honestly, if you ask me, fucking genius. All right. The man is an absolute genius. So I got to give it to him Um, again. If we want to talk morals. Sure. Was it the right thing to do? Not so much. But in this case, given the climate and the way things are going in today's day and age, I'm going to go ahead and give him his just due. I think those were all smart plays. And this is why I'm so vehemently opposed towards the backlash, because it's like there are women who do this on a daily basis. Like They take advantage of good guys. And this isn't me coming from like that, that perspective of all women are bad, but just on a, on a general sense. There are women that take advantage of people, and that's just how it goes. So I think the one versus 100... Excuse doesn't really make it okay, but again, I argue: what would the ramifications be if it were a woman? I don't think we'd get the same kind of uh, outrage. Probably not, you know. And I think if it were me, oh man, I would I would do it a little bit different. I probably wouldn't take the trinkets and spend it on other women. Honestly, honestly speaking, if it were me, I would probably just. Take my time with like one at a time. I wouldn't even try to like get multiple women. Like, I would try to maximize as much as I possibly could from each interaction and probably like save everything given at the same time. Right. So, that's something I would definitely do. Um, but I don't think I'll ever be in that position or ever want to be in that position where I have to swindle women. I like being transparent, I like communication. Um, And on top of that, I like being able to, you know, service and supply things myself. So I don't think I'd necessarily put myself in a position to where I'm like, I'm going to ask a woman or try to swindle a woman into getting me shit or like giving me money. Unless you want to just give me money out of the kindness of your heart. Hey, by all means, I'll take it. But I would never ask for like dollars or anything of that nature. So Tinder Swindler, hats off to you. Uh. I think you were doing it right i think you're an absolute legend it's just uh it's a shame how you're being painted in the light in this uh public light but hey come see come on next up we got Farah of teen Moms selling literal shit in jars now this is pretty interesting because on the flip side of this i have to ask the same kind of question again like if it were a guy selling shit in jars would this be okay would this be considered okay I'm not saying this is wrong by any means. What I am saying, though, is that this is fucking disgusting. And <laughs> according to this article that I have here, I'll go ahead and just pull it up. Here it says, uh, teen mom alumni Farrah Abraham is seriously selling bottled poop slime with her face on it. And you know what? I got to give her some credit because if it were me, if I were a quote unquote hot commodity especially having a uh, a career that launched off of such a network like MTV, I would do anything to try to get money too. I mean, I'm not trying to make myself sound like this like shameless person who will just do anything, but at the same time though, like, damn, if I can make a coin selling my own poop, wouldn't or let me rephrase that and ask the question to you, if you could sell your own poop and make a good amount of money off of it, wouldn't you do it? It's not like you're selling your soul. You're selling your shit. And to be quite honest, you'd probably save a lot on the water bill, too. If I'm just being frank. If I'm being completely honest. You know how much money you'll save on water? You just shit it in a jar and sell it? That's, that's a 1,000 IQ move. My question is, where are the heinous jobs for guys? Like, where, where is that? Where can I go ahead and just, like, I don't know, sell a jar of my piss? which would be fucking weird. I hope anyone wouldn't actually want something like that. But where are these opportunities for us men? I thought we were all about being equal opportunity uh, employers or equal opportunities just in general. I don't know. The day I find out someone buys a guy's shit, I'll start selling my own. People will buy anything these days. And, uh, you know, that's so crazy because we have become such a, a consumer culture that we literally buy anything. I mean, by all means, do what you want with your money, but damn, selling shit. Speaking of shit, we've got Alvin Kamara beating the shit out of people at a club in Vegas. Uh, right after the Pro Bowl, apparently Alvin Kamara and his boys were at the club partying and uh, a fight, excuse me, broke out next to them. And of course, Alvin Kamara, for whatever reason, not exactly sure, decided to just go ahead and get himself involved in this fight which obviously have now led to legal ramifications. So honestly, if, if you are a male and, you know, it's like being in those kind of scenarios where you have two choices to make. You could either stay out of it and have to deal with like the backlash of, you know, anyone potentially asking, oh, how come you didn't do anything? Or you can get in the fight and then face the backlash of whatever legal ramifications come from it, Right which is a stupid and precarious position to be in. I don't think Alvin Kamara even needed to be in that scenario, but of course it it is what it is. Hopefully this is something Alvin Kamara can learn from, and hopefully he puts it behind. I think the ultimate lesson for all of us, though, whoever has come in contact with this quote-unquote news story, is uh, you save a lot of money minding your fucking business. If there was a fight breaking out next to me, and it didn't involve anyone that I knew, I'm not getting involved. It's none of my fucking business. Maybe I'll call the cops. I don't know. But for the most part, I'm not going to jump in. Listen, you've only got one life, man. I don't have a hero complex. I'm not trying to be a savior. It's, I don't want to say it's a dog-eat-dog world, but, you know, you save a lot of time, money, effort, and energy when you mind your fucking business. Lastly, we've got crack pipes for equality. I don't know how much I want to believe in this story. However, I do think that the Biden administration really thought that giving out cleaner uh, drug tools, I guess you could say, to kind of make it uh, a safer environment for drug users in our society, um, I think that's a dumbass fucking idea. And of course, I know that Fox News greatly exaggerated i don't think he's necessarily doing it for the sake of quote-unquote racial equality that would be absolutely insane i mean it's the government we're talking about so there are crazier things that have happened but i could i could imagine i would hope that that's not the case but i could also imagine the kind of like backdrop story conversation that they're having with each other they're like you know we can go ahead and deploy the crack pipes here in this area and in this area this way that one two three will happen and I'm not a conspiracy theorist by any means, but I like to, you know, swing the pendulum on both sides, talk about what could potentially happen. Who the fuck knows, right? But, ooh, is that misinformation? Damn. Perhaps they'll try and do me like Joe Rogan. No, I'm too small for that. I'm, I'm way too small for that. So I probably wouldn't get canceled. I probably won't get canceled up until, like, my fifth year of podcasting. till this, like, actually starts blowing up, blowing up. And then they go back into the archives, such as like right now, and they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna cancel this motherfucker," and they do like a whole smear campaign. But that's me just trailing off. Um, crack pipes for equality. I think putting putting people in safer zones or just safer setups in general to do drugs is—I don't know—I guess a good thing from a, a government standpoint. I was watching—I um, was watching the uh, Flagrant podcast. With Andrew Scholes and Akash Singh, and they brought up a pretty good point. One of them mentioned that it would probably save the city on medical cost in regards to having to treat a potential homeless person that has a drug addiction. On top of that, has that has an infection as well, right? So I guess cleaner, cleaner tools means less infections, less hospital visits, saves the city a lot more money. But then the question then becomes damn, how many homeless crackheads are there in the city? And that sounds like an alarming fucking number. Because if they had to go and think, if we give them cleaner tools, they won't come to the hospitals often, how many homeless crackheads in New York are there? That's really something worth thinking about because that's kind of fucking scary. I'm not even going to lie. Can you imagine being like just waiting for the train and you get ambushed? Bruh, it's already happening. It's already happening. There are already people being ambushed on the train. Innocent people, you and me, just waiting for the train, getting either pushed in front of that bitch or having to fight somebody like a Spider-Man versus Dr. Octopus on the fucking train. It's wild. I think the city needs to do a serious sit-down with, like, all sorts of governmental communications within New York to really come up with a solution to hamper down this homeless situation because there's way too many homeless people in manhattan and i'm not even saying this like some pretentious dick i'm saying this for the safety of not only the people like the residents that work and spend money and and enjoy themselves here in the city but also for the homeless people i mean they kind of deserve a chance to like i don't know maybe swing the bat one more time because if not then realistically what is their purpose and that's not me trying to be like Thanos. I'm really just asking the question. So with that all being said, we're going to come back. Once we come back from the break, we're going to go ahead and talk about five reasons why you still suck at dating. Yes, you still suck at dating because there's a high chance your ass is still single, just like me. So we're going to talk about those five reasons, try and come up with some solutions to see how we can mitigate this problem and perhaps find some true, quote unquote, love by the end of this year. This is your boy, Roy, and you've been tuned in Back to Center Podcast.
1: Baby, you feel me, me right up. Yeah, I remember when right you, you let me up with your touch. touch. The fire within me. Fire when I'm feeling empty, you feel me right up, baby. You feel me right up. Yes, I'm still in okay. love. Still in Still okay. in love. Still I'm Still still still, I'm still, still, I'm still, still still in Still in Still in love. 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 Still alive, still in love with you. Can't let it get to me. Oh no, Lord knows how bad that it get to me.
0: Gentlemen, welcome back. That track was Still in Love by Jacoy. If you ask me a truly underrated track, I mean, it doesn't get enough love. Um, I think it's a great track. Even though I don't necessarily believe in love as it stands in general society these days anymore, I think it's a great song that highlights and emphasizes those things that you really attribute to love. I mean, we all have this weird notion or this perceived notion of what love should be. And I think where we generally get it wrong is where we try to put people in this box. We try to put them in this box where we try to define their character and we try to align their character for, you know, with flaws or not, or perhaps we even just push the flaws aside, not giving a fuck about them in the meantime, only to regret them afterwards and compare them to what we want them to be in order for our needs to be fulfilled. Which is a very selfish way to go about relationships. However, that is just how we've all been going about it for, you know, ever, forever, you know? I mean, think about it since the days of, like, arranged marriages. What were they for? They were for, they were like, uh, I believe the word is called a, a, a dyer or a dwyer or something with a D where it involves the parents of said family or the parents of said child or, in this case, teen, depending on the region where they would give up like money or something of value to the other family to prove that they're worthy of having, you know, that sort of relationship. And I mean, let's be honest, how many of those kids, you know, because there were kids going at that time, how many of those kids were actually even wanting to be in those kind of relationships? If you ask me personally, I think the way to go about it in life, now that I think about it, going back like to my old relationships and just my current relationships and flings that I've had throughout the months, I think I wouldn't call it polyamory because I mean, we've, we're we all doing some form of polyamory to an extent, right? But I think what I would, I would call it is just living the bachelor life, right? Shout out coach Greg, Ga- Greg Adams. I keep fucking his name up. I just keep fucking up my speech in general today. I'm a little off. I got these allergies. Side note, I got these allergies that just every time like the season changes or from like late January to early February, these allergies start kicking my ass out of nowhere. I don't know if anyone else goes through this, but shout out to you because you're not alone. But uh, anyway, going back to what I was saying, yeah, we have this weird contorted way of thinking about love. And that also goes into our our dating, right? Especially in terms of what we want. So last time I had made this podcast episode was about a year ago. It was called, Yes, You Suck at Dating. This one is obviously uh, coined, Yes, You Still Suck at Dating, because it's getting even worse. I mean, they've done a survey. Apparently people from both men and women from the age of like, um, I believe it was 18 to 34 are single. So more than half, about like 54% of us are now single. No romantic you know, involvement whatsoever no flings nothing nothing at all so it's i definitely think it's worth something to talk about and i think the first thing as to what's hindering us from having sustainable relationships is that we have unrealistic expectations not necessarily in the context of how somebody looks we could always talk about that later however i think in the terms of how we see someone's character in how it aligns with our own ideals and our own preferences because the truth of the matter is there's a good 60% of the chance that people actually don't align with how you really, how you really feel. The only issue there is we're so tired of constantly trying to find new people that fit us that at some point we find ourselves, eh, I don't want to say settling, but somewhat settling with, you know, who we're with now. So I can't necessarily sit here and be like, yeah, I'm immune to that. I've never done that before. But that's definitely something that hinders my success in regards to having a long-term sustainable relationship if that's remotely possible in today's day and age i think sometimes i place these character these character qualifications that i know in the back of my mind i'll probably never if rarely ever see but i keep it there in hopes that it's possible right because i'm not saying i want to date someone exactly like me but i wouldn't like to date someone who had those identical qualities i mean what is the point of trying to build something with someone who sees shit different than you or at least they see something different, but it could also add to the vision, not necessarily battle preconceived notions. And only under the circumstance that they actually need to be battled in the first place. I mean, that's the point of having someone who's both smart and supportive. They could add to your vision, challenge some areas that might need a little bit of work. And if that is the case, then go ahead and make the change. So I think that's part of the, that's one of the first things that's uh, holding us back. Second one I'm going to have to say is you don't line with your own expectations. And we kind of fall into this trap too from time to time because when I think about relationships and I think about who I need to be within that relationship, sometimes I do fall a little short. And I don't say I fall short like a major fall from grace, but sometimes I do fuck up here and there and we're all human. So again, that's to be expected. However, because we have unrealistic expectations with our prior uh our prior qualifications we now have trouble living up to them within our own standards which creates this like negative feedback loop of you feeling like you can never get to where you need to be because you constantly mess these things up over and over again or whatever character flaw you feel you have you feel like it then becomes embodied within your partner because you can't get rid of it yourself so You wanna be able to, I wouldn't say lower your expectations, but take a real good look at yourself before you start trying to apply expectations. This is something I have to do myself from time to time. I'm like, am I really as stubborn as I portray myself to be? Am I really as hard-headed and very uh, driven as I portray myself to be at times? Because sometimes your boy does wanna break. Sometimes your boy just wants to chill. And there's nothing wrong with me finding a partner who also thinks that way as well. But now the ultimate question is, how do I see myself? Because it's in the reflection of myself in which I'll find the right partner for me. And if the reflection in me is wrong, then of course the reflection coming back to me in physical form is also going to be wrong as well. So the third one is, you've taken just be yourself too literal. Thankfully, this is one of those challenges I don't have. I like to try and work on myself from time to time, but perhaps you have been in one of those positions where you think like, you know what? Let me just go ahead and be myself. What's the worst that can happen? I love that approach. It's a very worthy approach. But the issue is when we go ahead and say, let me just be myself, we tend to show up as the most mediocre version of ourselves because we're either too comfortable to want to make that change or too fearful to step out of that comfort zone to where we're now a more dynamic version of ourselves, right? And that more dynamic version of yourself Hater to love it is actually going to be the thing that attracts that person you want. Because I'm going to be completely honest with you. No one wants to date a fucking square. No one wants to date a block. That shit is boring. Especially if you're the type of person who can't create conversation or you can't have rebuttals or you can't debate. You can't have any like forward thinking, no foresight. You can't think for yourself. You're just like a, a, a mush, like an NPC consumer in life. That is something no one wants to date, male or female, and quite frankly, no one should want to date that. Life is way too dynamic, and way at the same time, it is so dynamic and amazing, and at the same time, utterly shitty because of the dire life-changing consequences one may face depending on the choice you make. No one's got time to be living a boring-ass life, especially with someone who is one-dimensional. So please... Yes, be yourself, but also try to be the best version of yourself. What is the point of living a life of mediocrity to just be this NPC consumer who just works, pays bills, and like goes on these random casual dates and then you don't really do much with your life. Like be that dynamic person, be that hero, be that person that you want to be within your life. Show up in your life and you'll have the options that you really want. It won't just be one of those scenarios where it's like, You may feel like you're putting in all this effort and becoming the best version of yourself and not seeing the fruits of your your labor. The cool thing about striving, learning, and becoming better day after day or month after month, week after week, year after year, however you want to organize it, is that you do see those tangible results come back to you time and time again, over and over again, so long as you're consistent. I'm considering that I, I changed my tech job. I'm working in a new company. I had a conversation with my boss the other day. He was like, if we do, if we consistently do the right thing, then our growth will be exponential. So it's not about getting it right out of the park that first time around, but if we do the right thing over and over again, if we continuously try to develop ourselves, fellas, especially, fellas, hear me out here. If you continuously try to develop yourself, right? Day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, the growth will be exponential. You could only become better. And what do you think your dating pool is going to look like once you become better and better and better? One might argue, of course, like, okay, you might be a quote unquote high value target. That's something a lot of people say nowadays, but such is life. I mean, you're at the fucking pinnacle. What do you expect to happen? You expect people, everyone to clap for you? No, you know, get the fuck out of here with that kind of mindset. Take it for what it is. Try to develop to become the best version of yourself. And not only will life open up for you in ways you never thought possible, the women will also, not in a crude way, don't take it that way, but they'll also open up for you as well. And on the flip side, you know, you can go ahead and women take that apply to yourself as well. It's not really much for me to say for you here, <laughs> but you know what I mean? So up next, we got ghosting has become the norm. Again, something that I do as well. Um, I ghost the fuck out of women. And uh, I think there's a good cue for the cartoony music you might be hearing in the background right now because that's exactly how I treat it. I treat it like a fucking joke and I shouldn't. So it's something that I have to work on. But at the same time, I've also been ghosted. So I don't know, part of me is like, is this really something I need to work on? I think if anything, the fact that I could work on being a little more transparent and communicative with people that I haven't established a true connection with, that's where that makes sense so I think we could all do that right we could all go ahead and put in that kind of effort to where we're able to have that kind of communication with people in the right sense and just be honest like hey you know what this actually isn't really fitting me like I thought it would I'm absolutely sorry and perhaps we should like part ways and you know just just leave it at that keep it for what it is you know and finally we have indecisiveness is the death of millennial dating and this one is like straight to the point it's Simply because you don't know what you want is part of the reason why you're still single. Again, something that I go through, but something we all go through. So being able to sit down and really get an understanding as to what you want out of a partner is super duper important. And that's really it. So, guys, I'm going to let you go. Next week, we're going to talk about what is happiness and how come it's such a fleeting idea and why we keep chasing it. But that's all for next week. This is your boy, Roy. Thank you so much for stopping by. And you've been tuned into Back to Center Podcast.